Well, hello, gorgeous one. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. Here, we combine pleasure and purpose to liberate women into their divine assignment of being the fullest expression of fierce femininity. My name is Jackie Lacroix. I believe that pleasure is a life force. Beauty is for you, and your sexual design is the key to your greatest fulfillment and calling. I'm the author of the best-selling book, The Bombshell Manifesto, and I've mentored women in body, beauty, business, and intimacy with God, themselves, and men for over 10 years. Each week, you'll receive a different edition of Bombshell Radio, focusing on one of these areas, all designed to inspire you and help you optimize every area of your feminine design so that you can live your biggest, most beautiful life. If you've been longing for a place where you can merge your spirituality and your sexuality and enter a conversation that honors your body, your beauty, your business savvy, and your faith, welcome home. Let's get started. everybody and welcome Tiffany to Bombshell Radio. I'm so excited to have you here. So we met, we were talking about this like 2016, right? I think at a, at a Shalene Johnson event and we both had small children running in various directions. And I just remember being so attracted to your energy and your kindness and your authenticity. And you were doing already some really amazing things with women around body love and body care and wellness and fitness. So we kind of tried to stay in touch, but we still are very much, uh, I think on the same wavelength with our love for women, our concern for women and our philosophy in many ways of the holistic picture of taking care of a woman's body. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of the behind the scenes of how did you get into this work and why is it meaningful to you? Yeah, of course. Well, thank you uh, for having me here. I'm very excited to be here. Um, So when we met, I was still operating under the title of personal trainer, which I've been for nine years. Um, I kind of went away from that title, though, because what I do is Yes, we do transform your body, but not by forcing you into counting calories or certain diets or anything. Um, There are changes that can be made, but it's much more led by your own body Mm. rather than putting a set of rules on you. Um, I believe that your body has all of the wisdom that it needs, and it's actually trying to communicate to you what it needs. So I look at your body. Where is it at right now? What is it saying to you? What's it asking for? And we kind of build your lifestyle out from there. So now I'm an intuitive body guide. Um, I love that. The sound <laughs> of that sounds so good. Like an <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's what I thought. I had a coach who, who was kind of trying to work with me on it and she just said it. And I was like, that's it. That's yeah. what I am. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I got into it. Honestly, I got into fitness because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> Um, but I liked being active and realized that in working with people, I got so much um, fulfillment out of watching people reach their goals. But it wasn't just about the outside transformation, which, of course, feels really good. And we love that. Um, but it was watching them set a goal and achieve it and seeing the self-confidence that builds from there. 
And once I noticed that it was really the inside stuff that got me so excited, I started looking into why and what's going on and realizing that basically I was helping other people do what I wished I was doing for myself Mm. um, based on what I was going through in my life and my marriage and unhappiness and not feeling great about myself. Um, And so went deeper and deeper and deeper. And now a lot of what I do is actually trauma informed, um, helping people recover from really hard things that you don't realize it is going to come out when you start transforming your body. Um, yeah, as you start to see your outside image change, you start questioning who you actually see yourself as. So there's like that kind of like mindset level to it. But also as, especially if you're on, have a weight loss goal, there's detoxing that happens. And when that happens, it's not just physical toxins, your emotions actually cause chemical and hormonal reactions in your body. So when you're releasing those, those emotions come back up, anger, fear, shame, but you don't want to feel those. So that's when... (laughs) self-sabotage starts coming back in. So that's why it's kind of, it is body led what I do. Um, but it's, it's about everything. It's about your whole self. That's amazing. I feel like, you know, the journey to healing, if we're going to kind of call it that, and it sounds lofty. And I think a lot of people roll their eyes at this work. And what I find ironically, and I'm sure you do too, is the people who roll their eyes tend to need it most, but they're not open to hearing that, you know, um, is that it's the same I don't want to call it the same end result because everybody has different journeys, but we're kind of headed in the same direction. It's just a matter of how are you getting there? And there's some people who begin with the inner work and then it changes their outer world. And then I think there's so much value to what you're saying too, of you can kind of begin with your body. And as your body starts to change, you're dealing with the inner stuff that comes up. So then you look at the inner stuff and the body changes more and whichever way you're going, you're becoming kind of the healed whole version of yourself that you're called and designed to be. But I love that you're, pointing out how much this is linked. There's so much intertwined with our bodies and our minds and our hearts. And um, I've talked a lot in the past about body shame, like when women hold this um, and there's so many different ways that we can respond to it. And our personality type often dictates how we actually react to that feeling of my physical self does not meet some kind of standard. And the only way I find that we can successfully heal that is to go way deeper than the body and say, but who are you as a person? You know, we're so caught on this, like, am I meeting somebody else's standard? But there's like, like you're saying, are you, are you like miserable and you're hiding kind of stuffing feelings? Are you um, performing in some way for someone who's never pleasable? Is there like, what's going on in your world and your life and kind of your journey as a soul that's being manifest in your body and in your body care? So I assume that, you know, there's somehow this was, so you said, you were doing for other people what you really wanted to be doing for yourself. Are you open to share a little bit more about kind of that discovery process for yourself? Yeah. Um, so I, I was very performance-based with my whole life. You follow all the proper steps, you follow the rules, um, you do what's expected of you. You show up in a way that won't offend anybody. Uh, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> So there's, there's all these rules that I was following and following the steps of getting married and having a baby and doing all these things that I thought I should be doing. Um, and then the marriage was not, um, what I had expected. 
and mm-hmm. there, there was a lot of pain through that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think of like how to simplify this all down. There was a lot of shaming of my body. My body was never good enough. I was mm-hmm. told that I should not be a personal trainer because I wasn't attractive enough or in shape enough. Um, even six weeks after having a baby being told that, um, so there was a lot of, a lot of struggle there. And I kind of took what was being told to me and really internalized it into things of like, I'm not good enough and therefore I'm not worthy. And, um, it, it led into a lot of disordered, um, eating behaviors, um, and just, a just a general feeling of, I don't get to experience happiness because I'm not good enough yet. Um, so then realizing that I was never going to, if I stayed in that marriage, I was never going to be able to come to a place where I was good enough for myself and mm-hmm. also realizing I'm never going to be good enough for him. Um, so leaving that and realizing all the ways that I hadn't even realized he was influencing my opinion of myself. I just kind of took it as truth as fact. Um, but then once I was on my own, I could kind of look and say, you know what? I actually do feel beautiful. I actually am smart and I'm good at what I do. Um, and then looking at, okay, well, if I'm not who he said I was or who my parents said I should be, who am I? And what does that look like for me? And so I think that's the point where I kind of started reverse engineering everything I was taught as a personal trainer and a nutrition coach, which that all starts from the outside. And, and here's more rules to put on yourself. Yeah. Um, and I started reverse engineering and going, okay, wait, what actually feels good to me? What do I actually want? How do I want to show up? And why is that image important to me? And realizing that the, the image I had been chasing before was who other people expected of me. Now the image that I wanted reflected a piece of me that I'm very proud of, um, strength and femininity, um, grace and power. And when I look in the mirror and I see those things in the reflection, I feel like I'm seeing me. I recognize Mm. me. (laughs) that's gorgeous that's oh can we just like bask in the glory of that for a minute that's so beautiful I I want to come to that in a second because that's like that's the the heart of this I think um but first of all I am so sorry for what you've been through and I completely honor it and and I know that a lot of women are in a position like that and you know and I know you know this too not every time does a relationship have to end for a woman to step into her self-worth and a lot of times her her partner, her spouse will shift with her. And a lot of times it becomes obvious that things will never improve. And it's, it's an unhealthy situation to an extent that needs to be addressed in more major ways. Right. So women hearing that, like you can do this work, even if you're single, you know, because we have these voices coming from us from so many different locations, right. Church culture is something I love to talk about. And, um, (laughs) You know, so many people tell us lots of different things, but especially how we are to think about our bodies and particularly our female bodies. And then it's often um, compartmentalized and dissected into very specific regions. Like over here, 
is where we're angry about the cultural beauty standards and how we're supposed to look. And over here is the Christian fitness group that's trying to lose weight, but they're not addressing the fact that part of that is because we feel a little bit of pressure to fit into a beauty standard. And over here is where our sex lives and our marriages aren't doing well, but like to pull in the connections of all of this being a part of embodied womanness and what is like, what's your design? Who are you here to be? And where is that like, where does life click on? Where you have exactly what you're describing, like the power and the grace, the femininity and the strength. And you realize, oh my gosh, I have become myself at last. And I think that's what so many women are longing for and aren't quite sure where to find. And um, one of the reasons I love the work you do is because I think one of the, I mean, I love to lead people to God because a lot of times they come to me and they're already thinking that way, but we always end up back in the body. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're... Um, kind of leading them through this path of like discovering this through their relationship with their body. Because I know there's so many women, and you may have been one of them, I certainly was a previous point in my life, fortunately, where we look in the mirror and it was like a checklist of what do I not like? You know, almost like a body to-do list. What needs to be improved for me to be sufficient? You know what I mean? Instead of my body's been through all kinds of things. I've birthed two children, right? You've got a kid. So it's like, the body has these seasons of life where it's not what it's like in other seasons of life. And yet we can arrive at this point where we can look in the mirror in any season and say, I'm so proud of you. I'm so impressed with you. I'm so in love with you. Like, go ahead, girlfriend, let's go get it in whatever state we're in. And I think also part of that comes from the peace of knowing that we not necessarily have arrived at, but are heading toward body and mind mastery, which I think is basically where you're taking people is, you know, I can have just had a child and be 50 pounds overweight and nursing and know that that weight's not going to go anywhere until I wean, you know? And I know that because I have control over my mind, control, not in the sense of controlling, but just mastery over my mind and awareness of what best serves my particular body's needs, I can lead myself back into a state of equilibrium post-baby, and I'm going to be fine. So it's like a peace that comes along with this self-honoring. And it's, it, I mean, I haven't been in body drama for a long, long time, which doesn't mean my body hasn't changed and done things and I've redirected it, you know? So I'd love to hear your thoughts on like kind of the seasons that the female body goes through. And can we arrive at this mindset of peace where no matter what's going on, maybe we have, you know, a tough work schedule at a certain time, and we're not getting much sleep, but can we always look at ourselves with love and honor and know that we have what it takes to recalibrate when the season is shifted? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's a few pieces to the answer to your question. Um, first of all, I always start with shifting the mindset from you against your body, you fixing mm -hmm. your, pulling your body to your body is your partner. Your yes. body is a gift for you. And it is always, always, always serving you always. It mm -hmm. has never ended you. It has never betrayed you. It is on your team. So if from that perspective, if something about it you don't like, or you're wanting to change and it's not changing, then my first question would be, how is it serving you then? So like you mentioned, like after, right after you've had a baby and you're 50 pounds overweight and you're nursing and all of this stuff that might not be the shape that somebody's most comfortable in, but how does it serve you? 
well, yeah. you're feeding a child, <laughs> you're feeding another human being from your own body. And there's so much happening on underneath the surface of your skin that you might not be aware of, um, that your body needs that extra energy. It needs to hold on to that energy for, because it may need it at any time because you might not be sleeping as well. You might not be eating enough for your body and everything that your body does requires energy. So it's going to hold on to that extra as long as it needs it, as long as it needs to. Um, so asking if there's something that you don't like, but doesn't seem to be changing, how does this serve me right now? How is my body working for me right now? And then also, so once, once you get there then asking, what is my body trying to tell me? Well, my body needs to hold on to extra energy for a reason. So maybe you're not giving it enough food. Or maybe there's a lot of stress happening in your life and your body feels like it's got to be prepared for that kind of fight or flight at any point. Um, Or sometimes this has been true for me in the past. And I know it can be true for women who have gone through different kinds of assault. Um, It can feel like a barrier. That extra weight can feel like a barrier between you and the world. And it can feel like, like a blanket, like a cover um, to, to protect and to hide so that you're not attracting more pain or danger into your life. And it feels almost like a safety, like no one can quite get to me or can't hurt me as badly if I'm not fully showing up. Um, so there's, there's all kinds of different reasons and that, that answers both questions. How is it serving you? And what is it asking for? It's asking for safety. It's asking to be nourished. It's asking to be taken care of. And so once you know that, then the hard work begins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The um, decoding work. Yeah. The sleuthing. Oh my gosh. I love that you just said that because I think so many, like it, maybe it's starting to be a little more known, but that's a huge reason. I think so many women struggle with weight, particularly, um, And of course, like there's chemicals in our food that make it almost impossible for our bodies to release fat. There's all of these things and we can go into in a second, but that protective coating, literally. And I I went through a phase where I unconsciously had done that. I was, you know, kind of intimidated by the idea of being known in in relationships. And it was like, you either don't want me or you can't come near me or I'm going to reject you. Like some version of coating. And, um, And I find that so much with women is this feels like, if I have extra weight, I won't get unwanted attention. If I don't get unwanted attention, I won't be, you know, heartbroken. I won't be abused. I won't be violated, whatever the, the story may be. And a lot of times it comes from either seeing things or having experienced things already. And you're right. The body craves safety. Like our, as it just, we're all kind of like little kids internally still, you know, we just need to know that everything's okay. And when everything's okay, and we can drop out of the fight or flight and our body's cortisol drops and everything kind of returns to, oh, life is okay. Like it's amazing how it recalibrates. So so much of the work is just simply getting out of the fear state, which is often driven by so many false beliefs back into I'm okay. You know what I mean? I'm safe and and safety. Yeah. Just don't even get me started. It's hugely important for flourishing and it's not always guaranteed, but I think we can have a, um, to the extent possible, you know, while still being cautious and savvy, like a mindset of 
I'm okay. It's going to be okay. You know, I can, I can take care of myself. I can find the help I need. Just kind of having these thoughts around you that then allow you to allow your life to reshape itself on the idea of the basis of safety rather than on the assumption of harm. And, and when that happens, I think the body just is able to do a lot of things it naturally already wants to do. So yes, let's pivot real quickly. And I would love to hear, okay, well then the hard work begins. So what is the hard work? We have certainly like, okay, then you get to unpack all of your issues. And also we get to kind of look at the tough stuff of, okay, I've got, you know, like 17 packs of Oreos in my closet and at 2 a.m. every morning I'm heading toward them and I don't know why. So what's kind of your next step with women as it becomes heading toward the practical? Yeah. Um, so I, I think you hit the nail on the head. The first step is, is unpacking your stuff that, yes. that you've got. Um, and that can be hard because it's, it's painful to really, really look at and even admit. Sometimes you don't even want to admit what has actually happened or what we're really, truly afraid of happening. Um, and your body, it, it's, it's like one job is to keep you alive. That's why the safety thing is so important and it doesn't want you to feel pain. So mm. if, if you have this fear or experience that is like telling you, I've got to keep this extra on, even though consciously you may be like, I know that's not true. And I do want to lose weight or whatever the goal is, but you've got these Oreos in the closet. <laughs> it, it would be like, okay, then there's, there's more you need to look at because your body, your subconscious does not believe that it's actually okay to let this go. So mm. it's to find ways to cause you to self-sabotage. And that's one side. There's, there's always like the mental emotional side. And then there's the physical side yep. and on a very, very simple level, your body gets really efficient at whatever it's doing. So if you've been eating in a way that has caused you to put on the extra weight that you now want to lose. Most often it's very, very high carbs, um, simple sugars, things like that. And that's actually the easiest energy source for your body to take from. So it breaks down different types of energy differently, fats, proteins, carbs, carbs are the easiest. It's the fastest, yeah. so especially if you don't have a lot of energy already, your body's going to be like, give me the easy stuff. Um, <laughs> And then that's just what it gets used to. So if you try to start changing the way you're eating and eating more vegetables, eating more protein, that's harder for your body is to be like, mm, no, just give me, give, me <laughs> give me the easy stuff. Um, so there is a physiological level of you have to retrain the way that your body uses the energy you're putting into it as well. Mm, wow. I never really thought of that. That's fascinating. That's so interesting. And yeah, I mean, one of the things that I like to help people understand, and I'm sure you do too, is the value of like the hunger hormones and understanding that this goes really deep and you can actually retrain your body to not be hungry, to not crave certain things. And it's not like a weird, you know, mindset thing necessarily. This is truly your body signaling to itself and you becoming the master of those signals versus like completely at their mercy. Um, yeah. And so that is one of the things that is so fun to help people kind of reshape their day. Um, but then a lot of people, honestly, Tiffany will come to me sometimes and they're like, Hey Jackie, what kind of workout should I do? I'm like, I don't know. You know? So, you know, I know what I love and I, I kind of direct them toward things that I 
find useful, but how do you help women when, you know, from the fitness perspective, when part of the equation is moving more and, you know, there's all the factors of their own body, their own schedule. Where do you begin with that? Yeah. So I take the stress hormones into account first. A lot of women feel wildly uncomfortable in the gym. So if you're already dealing with all of this stuff that now you're looking at, now you're feeling (laughs) it's so uncomfortable. And now I put you in a setting that also feels uncomfortable and other people and mirrors everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And, and feeling like, I don't know what to do and, and all this stuff. Um, the, it's going to be an uphill battle if we Mm. do it that way first. Um, So I'll ask, what brings you joy? Do you like putting on music and dancing in your kitchen? There you go. Call it cardio. (laughs) Um, uh, Do you, do you enjoy playing recreational sports, like being on a community volleyball or kickball team or, or something like that? Something like what brings you joy? Because Mm -hmm. if you get that joy first, you're shifting those hormones And instead of being in a state of stress and having those hormones being released, they're telling your body to hold on to everything. Now you're shifting into the rest and digest um, way of your nervous system working. It's a whole different set of hormones that works. You get lots more feel good hormones like dopamine, which is a a reward hormone and a connection hormone. Mm. So you, you feel like you're getting benefits and you feel like you're connecting more with people and connection drives a lot of things. Um, you're getting serotonin released, which makes you feel happier, content, safe. And then your body will naturally shift from when you're in the stress state, your body will burn primarily carbs for fuel. Cause again, it's the easiest one when you're in that rest and digest state, It's like, okay, we can shift to burning fat, which is a longer releasing. It's harder to get energy from in the first place, but it releases a more steady kind of energy. Whereas carbs, you'll be up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, And then from there, it's like dominoes to all of your other hormones, chemicals and everything. And you just feel better in the first place. And when you feel better, you can be like, you know what? I kind of want to try a strength training program. Or maybe I want to try yoga, which might have seemed scary at first or (laughs) whatever it might be. You now have the safety and confidence to step a little bit more outside your comfort zone. So I start there with what brings you joy. And then once you're in a place where you're starting to feel better and you will see results, even if it's not that like hard of exercise because of the way your body is shifting, how it works. Yeah. So that's where it starts. Oh my gosh. I love that because I like the confidence is huge and it's not so much the confidence that we think we're going to have of, Oh, I'm going to have the perfect body. And then I'm going to be endlessly confident, which doesn't necessarily go together. It's more like the small wins of, I could do this. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm putting forth effort toward a different outcome and I might not be all the way yet, but I'm moving toward this different outcome it's like, it's working, which becomes this positive feedback loop of, well, let me do it a little more. And I think when that's combined, like you're teaching with awareness of hunger hormones, kind of working with food to work for you and retraining your body to be like, oh, that's how I'm supposed to function. Plus all of these mindset shifts of, 
what kind of traumas or am I somehow protecting myself or what am I believing about myself that's facilitating negative behaviors versus facilitating positive behaviors. And then joy. I mean, to me, pleasure is a huge motivator and pleasure in like the beautiful, simple sense of like flowers and candles and puppies and walks and sunshine, you know, but when I'm, yeah, when I'm happy and excited about the prospect of living my day, it kind of automatically motivates me to also want to take great care of my body versus waking up. And there's an immediate sense of defeat. Like everything sucks. I already suck. Everything's a mess. Why bother? You know what I mean? So I think a huge thing as well that fits right into this is kind of just finding joy in yourself and your surroundings in your daily life. It's really just getting a sense of hope back again, that making these changes is worth doing. You can do it and it will work. And then you keep showing up for those little tiny tweaks. And, you know, I, I don't really like the word backsliding, but just there's, there's moments when you, you kind of doubt yourself when it doesn't work out as well, when you're exhausted, when you have the self-doubt, self-loathing, hopefully not, but you know, those kind of down thoughts, right? And then just recognizing that you always have the power to shift out of that, I think was something that I learned. And I don't know if you experienced that on your journey too, of like, that may come up, but it's not like I'm obligated to stay there anymore. I just notice it. And then we shift out, you know what I mean? And I'm not stuffing it. I acknowledge it. And I also acknowledge that I have tremendous power over my emotional state and my choices. And there are other better options available for me and I'm going to shift. So do you find that with your ladies where they're kind of, Maybe they have a moment where they, they feel like they failed or they come to you like, Tiffany, I, you know, I screwed up and I ate all this stuff or I didn't do my workout at all this week and helping them reframe like that's normal and it's mm-hmm. not permanent. It's not like a death sentence of, well, you may as well give up then because apparently you're human. So, you know, what do you tell them when that happens? How did that serve you? Oh, did, interesting. Did that cupcake bring you joy? All right, mm-hmm. then then leave it. It was a good thing. Don't like, don't beat yourself up for that. You needed to feel good in that moment for whatever reason. And that was the option that you had available to you. Maybe it's, it's a old pattern or whatever, but you knew you could rely on it for something. So how did that serve you? Okay. Did that ultimate, so it served you in the moment for what you needed right now. Did that ultimately serve you? Usually that's a different answer. And we go, (laughs) okay, then we just learned a better way to do it. What what do you ultimately want? What could give you that? And let them think and kind of figure it out. And from there, there, there isn't, like you said, it's not like a backsliding. It's just a, oh, that was the way I knew how to get what I needed before. Now I'm just learning a better way to get what I need. And I love, I, one of this quote is probably one of the biggest ones that set me free from uh, like perfectionism and all this stuff. And it's by Maya Angelou. And she was like, I did the best I could with what I knew. Now that I know better, I do better. So you weren't bad before. That's just what you knew. So Mm. now it's, process you're learning better and you get to do better and that doesn't make what happened before bad your 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 body and everything and your subconscious it was serving you the entire time with Mm. what you do so yeah when that happens I just go how did that serve you then it was good 
Um, and then we get to learn new ways too. I kind of refer to like the old voices and old ways of thinking as like a, like a tape, uh, that just plays kind of on loop in your head. And that's fine. That's, that was learned. That's, that's how you best knew how to get through life at the time. But if that tape isn't making you happy, if it's not bringing you to an outcome that you want to have, what could, what kinds of things would you like to hear? And how do we rewrite that tape and create a new tape? And from there, um, there's, it's called neuroplasticity. You can actually reroute the, the neural pathways in your brain. Whereas before you might've been going this way down a negative route, beating myself up, how could I have done that? Shame, et cetera. And so in order to create a new pathway to the new tapes, at first it feels like like cutting through overgrown forest with a machete, whereas this is like a paved road. Like it's just easy to go down that before you even know what's happened. So to consciously stop, get out of your vehicle, start cutting this new thing. It's hard and it's work at first until eventually after repeatedly doing the same thing. Now this path is open and paved and easy. And from not taking this one, it's now overgrown. And so automatically you go this way. Cause why would you go that way? It's harder now. Why would you do that? Oh my gosh. I have never heard that metaphor and I love it so much. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. We're going to have to highlight that one. Cause that's so helpful. Um, so I want to get to kind of something you made me think of in a second, but first, um, how is it serving you? I love that. Right. And one of the things that I released I don't even remember. I think after my daughter and before my son is any guilt or shame around my body almost period, but like, especially around what I would eat, right? If I had a piece of chocolate or like three pieces of chocolate cake, it occurred to me somehow, I don't remember exactly how I'd have to think about it, but like guilting, berating, shaming myself around that does not work. It doesn't help. It doesn't even prevent me from doing it again. In fact, I noticed it would, in fact, often incline me to more likely do it again. Right. So I just decided, and I guess I was also seeing people around me who would really choose berating or, or shaming or guilting or somehow trying to make yourself feel bad to create positive change. And I just noticed it doesn't work. Right. So, um, I just dropped it and I'm not saying it was overnight or immediate, but I essentially did the the machete work without recognizing it of cutting through a new line in the forest of, I'm not going down that path anymore. And I think that surprises people a lot. And I don't know if you find this, you know, depending on kind of the people around you at any given time, maybe total strangers, there can be some shaming for what you eat, whether in that moment you're eating healthier in that moment, you're eating, you know, junk food, quote unquote, that you're not supposed to eat because aren't you a health coach? And it's like, well, actually I don't have a relationship of shame around anything I eat. And because of that, I don't overeat like, pretty much at all anymore because I've kind of silenced that voice and like just like you're saying okay how does this serve me if I'm at a birthday party and there's a really delicious cake I'm not going to get in my head of like I shouldn't have this that'd be so bad like let's have cake you know and then because I know that this is not my final end all b day b day of being bad and this is the last cake I'm going to allow myself to eat because I'm going to get on my super strict diet again tomorrow I don't eat that much cake Cause if I wanted another piece tomorrow, I can have it tomorrow. So when there's a release of shame and guilt, there's a release of pressure. There's mm-hmm. a release of this like fight or flight, essentially all or nothing restriction or binge. 
no guilt, no shame, no pressure, no restriction. And then I find I don't rush toward the Cheetos, or I guess we're using Oreos as our example, at two o'clock in the morning because like, I'm not trying to, um, I remember way back in the day, I would overeat so much on any particular day because I knew I wasn't going to anymore the next day. You know, I had this mentality of like, well, this is my last day. So let's go big. And then I'll start tomorrow. And when I completely released that, like I found, I didn't have the need to overeat as much anymore. Not that there weren't other major factors going through my own inner stuff, figuring out my hunger hormones. But a lot of that was just like, you're saying like, those negative thoughts themselves don't serve me. The guilt and the shame don't serve me. They're literally creating the result I don't want. But what I find, and this is kind of where um, we can pull it all together for women is, and, and I had to do this myself to some extent, I don't know if you did, but I find a lot of women have this as well. When they finally make these shifts that we're discussing, when they realize, okay, there's so much more going on here than I am just a failure who can't lose weight or whatever it is, right? There is so much, whether it's some kind of relational trauma, sexual trauma, you know, family culture that we've seen or media culture, whatever I've been through that's created these tapes in my head. And then my body learning to kind of process things unhealthily, both thoughts and food. There's almost like um, a grieving of the years lost in those states, right? Especially if, if we're working with women kind of toward their middle age and they battled their body through their, their youth, their twenties, their thirties, et cetera. And I think youth is extending these days, but you know what I'm saying, right? There's this sense of like, how could I have done that? How could I have been so stupid? How could I have been so out of control or whatever we say now I get it, but I lost those years. So do you lead any kind of self-forgiveness work for women where it's like, as you're having this awareness, and some people maybe don't struggle with this. They're just excited. It's go time. They're free. But I know for many women, it's like, oh my gosh, why didn't I know this sooner? Mm -hmm. What do you do when that happens? Yeah, you're right. There definitely very commonly is a sense of loss. Mm -hmm. Even you're stepping into things that you're so excited about and who you've always wanted to be. And yeah. there's all these wonderful results that you're seeing. There is still a sense of loss, um, loss of time um, loss of who you used to be, even, even if it's not who you wanted to be, that person was still you, that person was still precious to you. That person was still with you every day. That person walked through the hardest times of your life with you. Mm -hmm. So to walk away from that version of yourself, there is still loss. And when I see that coming up for people, First of all, I validate it and, and say, you, you are, you are losing something. It's not a loss because you're, you're gaining so much more, but it does really feel like a loss. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's normal and that's okay. And grieve it, just mm -hmm. allow yourself that process, even though it's, it's not what you want to choose. It's okay to still feel the loss of that and to allow yourself to grieve to allow yourself to feel and express any emotion, honestly, yeah, is so healing because then you're not carrying that with you. I mentioned before that emotions do really affect your body and actually emotions can be stored in mm. your body. And so if you are like stuffing it down, it does get stored in your body and it can manifest manifest as weight gain, chronic pain. Um, headaches, migraines, autoimmune disorders, all kinds of stuff. Um, so 
just uh, allow it. Yeah. You can just allow it. Yeah. And I if it. it sometimes people need support or a safe space to go through that. And we, we will use sessions for that. I'm, I'm not like, Oh, we got to work out because we're in session. If that's what you need today, that is what we will do. Um, and oftentimes it's, it's just me sitting quietly, but just knowing that you're not alone and that there's safety that if you start going to a really dark place, because two, I work with people who've been in really dark places and they're afraid if I feel this, it's going to take me back to that dark place. And honestly, it won't, it doesn't work the way that you think it does because now you're allowing it. You're not being trapped there. You're allowing it. And so you're just moving through the emotion, but having somebody there with you just to say, if you do start going to a dark place, I'm here and I can pull you back out and, and we can bring you back to the safe place to grieve or feel these awful feelings, let it pass through and then move forward. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. It reminds me a lot of almost losing a loved one, you know, like mm-hmm. to death, fortunately, really where you're, yeah, you're, you're in shock. Maybe you're angry. There's a sense of unfairness. There's an overwhelming sadness. And then as you allow those emotions to come through, you get to move on to almost an honor and a respect and you find the healthy ways to process that person was so important to me and they're not here in the same way anymore, but they played this pivotal role and I'm always going to love them. I mean, I think of previous versions of myself who was doing the best she knew to do. And I'm so proud of her. You know what I mean? And I also never want to be that version of myself again, you know, but it's Mm -hmm. like, there was a grieving for sure. There was an honoring. And it's like, now that's almost complete. And I think sometimes maybe having, it's not necessarily perfect for everyone. There's a grieving that can be done privately as well, but having someone witness that with you is, I mean, this is getting kind of almost morbid here, but it's almost like having um, like a celebration ceremony, like a, a funeral ceremony where you're having people gather and be like, that mattered. And mm-hmm. we're marking this. And now we're moving forward with love, with respect, with honor and differently, you know? Yeah. And, um, and we're basically doing that for ourselves. And what I love about the way that you work, where you'll be like, okay, pause, we need to do something other than working out during the session or something is that that's teaching women to give themselves permission to trust their body, to trust what their body needs. I mean, in the beginning, when I was doing more kind of wellness oriented work, a lot of people wanted from me, and I'm sure they probably asked you too, like a kind of a strict meal plan, workout plan, like the solution And, um, I didn't know how to explain like, well, I wake up in the morning and if I feel like working out, I do. And if my body says, no, I'm tired, I keep sleeping. You know what I mean? And because I honor whatever my, essentially I'm kind of managing inflammation levels, managing stress hormones, Mm -hmm. managing my body's everything else, it all balances out without a ton of effort, you know, and it's tough to take people over to that belief where it's like, actually your body knows what it's talking about and what it needs if you will just learn to listen and honor it. And it's, it's kind of redeveloping a relationship. Basically it's like, it's having a two person relationship versus a, I will berate you into, (laughs) into serving me and then be upset with you when you don't meet my standards relationship. So I honor so much the work that you're doing, Tiffany. I know it's well, it's not hard. I mean, I think for us, it's kind of fun, but the journey for women who are escaping essentially that previous sense of self, 
and that mm -hmm. feeling of just total out of control, trapped and, and loathing in their body to this freedom. I mean, it's a walk, you know, it's like, it's a thing to go from here to there. And, um, oh my gosh, is it worth it? And to be the facilitator, to be the person walking with them is so important. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Would you tell me a little bit more about how you're working with women right now, where women listening to this can find you, follow you, all of the good stuff. Yes, for sure. So right now I'm really focusing on one-on-one -on -one work because this is so deep and there's, there's power in community too, but I, I've just realized that I love working one-on-one -on -one with women because you show up differently that yes. way. And yes, sure. oftentimes willing to go a lot deeper, which I think that kind of has to happen first before you go into community work. Um, so one-on-one -on -one mostly right now, um, where to find me and kind of, I don't, I don't like the idea of a sales page, so I don't have one. I would love actually for people to start a conversation with me in my direct messages on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is Tiffany Michelle PT. Um, so you can find me there. You can follow me. Um, I post about this fairly regularly. So if you just kind of are interested, want to see, that's where you can do that. And then if you're interested in possibly working with me, we can start a conversation because also I want to make sure it's a good fit both ways, I'm not just yep. trying to sell you into what I'm doing. <laughs> I want to make sure that this really is a good fit because it's so intimate. There does need to be a good level of trust and comfort and safety between both of us, honestly, to do the best work. Um, and, and figuring out, like you said, it's, this is a walk. This is yeah. not going to be a 90 days, lose 30 pounds program. Yeah. This, this is, it's deep and it involves looking at things that you don't want to look at. It means I'm, I'm going to challenge you so hard <laughs> and you, not everybody is ready for that. And that's, that's okay. Cause again, you're doing what you need to do to be okay right now. So if it's not a fit, that's okay. There's a place for you with me. It's with people who are ready and saying, you know what? I don't care how much it hurts or how long it takes, I'm going to be the best version of myself. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I so love Instagram, that. Tiffany Michelle PT and start a conversation with me. That is so beautifully in alignment with what you're doing. That is, I just, I love it. That's just gorgeous. And, you know, to kind of send women off with a little bit of hope here, we talked about so much heavy stuff and ending with like, forgiving the, the loss of a version of yourself, like a funeral. So let's lighten it up just a little bit. One of the things that I love every time we interact on social media is your profile picture is just like the embodiment of total freedom and joy. And so what I want women to understand as we wrap this incredible conversation is that this work is hard and it's deep, but, and I'm, I'm racking my brain to think if I can think of any exceptions, but I can't, but the women who I've and I've done this myself and who I've witnessed do the work, you know what I mean? And I think you have to almost reach a point of like, never again, you know, like I am done mm -hmm. with this crappy experience of, of battling my body. They never like, they never go back, you know, they, they reach a level of freedom and it's permanent, you know, and I, we're heading towards spring and summer, which we know means it's going to be all of the bikini body plans, the 30 day boot camps, the like, I'm going to text you every morning and get you up at five and make you like, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, wow, that sounds miserable. <laughs> Count me out, you know? And, um, 
but people like that, it's like a quick salvation. And, and I'm not saying it hasn't kind of been the Kickstarter to somebody's lifelong path of wellness, but like, I often find those women end up back in the same place, you know, and, and then they're even more defeated feeling because it's like, I, I tried really, really hard and it didn't work. I, I must not be able to do this, but this work that we're talking about, this is the permanent work. And I have never seen a woman slip back into bondage when she like, like, you know, it's like, I'm not that I rock climb. I'm looking for a metaphor I'm familiar with here, but like you, you do the work of I'm getting out of here for good. And like you said, I don't care how long it takes. I don't care how hard it is. I am never living with this experience of my body again. I'm out. I'm free. I'm done. And when people do the work that you're describing, they're free for good. They're free yeah. for good. And it, like, and life still hits pretty hard sometimes from different angles. But when you have a beautiful relationship with your body, I mean, it's kind of, to me, it's very similar. It's a couple steps down, but like similar to a relationship with God where it's like, you can't take that from me, you know, and life may happen, but I know how to think about and love and care for my body in all circumstances. That is a superpower, especially in today's world. So thank you so much for the work you're doing. Ladies, like set your minds on the hope of a permanent freedom and understand it takes work, but it is so worth it. Tiffany, it's been a delight to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Ladies, make sure to go follow her. She is um, one of those people who is consistently healthily pursuing her own path. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and being kind and honoring everyone out there on the internet space, but they're kind of the 30 the day boot camp versions of, of people making promises. And you have done your work and it shows in the consistency of your personal health and just kind of throughout your life. So thank you for being you. Thank you for what you're doing. And um, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yes. Thank you so much. That always, that feels so good to hear, honestly. Um, So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And I just, I want to give back a little bit that I'm only here with you today because I have such a respect for you and the work that you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's mutual. Mutual love and respect. All right, ladies, enjoy your week. We'll talk soon. Tiffany, thank you again. And bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Are you as fired up as I am after this conversation? This work is so important in the world right now, gorgeous, and far more powerful than what I can contribute alone is the ability that you have to shape your home, your family, and your community by living and spreading the truth. So take a screenshot of this episode right now and share it on Instagram with the hashtag bolder than before and tag me at Jackie LaCroix official. And then come on over to the podcast and leave me a review. Five star reviews mean this information gets placed in front of the very women who are looking for it. So quickly click those five stars. And if you let me know what you love most about the podcast in a written review, and then DM me to let me know that you did, my team will send you a free gift fit for a bombshell. Well done, beautiful. I know body conversations can be tough and tender. So bravo for being here and staying in the room. With unconditional love and the unwavering persistence of a this is non-negotiable mentality, you will step into your dream relationship with your body. If you'd like some help, I have something for you. 
I developed a process, a system, years and years ago that allowed me to lovingly master my body at last after years of battling and berating it. 10 years and two children later, this is still the system that allows me to travel back and forth through time zones, others' homes, hotel rooms, and unpredictable food while easily, blissfully maintaining my weight, energy, and wellness, and knowing every morning I wake up in a body I adore that has my back. Over the last few years, I haven't been actively sharing this system, but I have been living by it and it blows my mind how well it works and how few people are talking about this specific combination of elements that I find has permanently broken the hold of emotional or overeating, even through some of the most stressful scenarios imaginable. Ready to be set free in the body that is longing for you to love it well? Join me for a free training series revealing this specific system at healthyholyhot.me. You can learn to care for your gorgeous physical form unwaveringly so that it operates at easy peak performance through the many different seasons of life. You don't need more willpower, self-control, food plans, or boot camp workouts. You do need self-love on a divine level received all the way down to your toes, a deep understanding of how your body already wants to work and a strategy that combines your life, your loves, and your longings and allows your body to align with the wellness and easy weight maintenance that it craves just as much as you do. The best part is, it gets really fun. This isn't when you finally give up on fun food and reluctantly get on board with a boring and strict healthy lifestyle. This is when the pure, pleasure-loving, God-devoted, magnificent female form you were entrusted with finally gets what it needs to love life. This isn't the end, gorgeous. It's just the beginning. Are you ready for a glorious future? Let's begin it now. HealthyHolyHot.me. I'll see you there.